You're listening to the Fedora Chronicles radio show number 21, recorded for the last week of August 2010. This time on the Fedora Chronicles radio show, we hear from moderator of the LIDS section on the Electric Speakeasy forum, Garrett. He tells us how he became a Fedora aficionado, how to successfully search eBay to find gems and avoid pitfalls, and gives us a taste of what to look for in future radio shows. The Fedora Chronicles radio show is brought to you by the Penman Hat Company, handcrafted and made to order right here in the United States. Contact John himself at penmanhats.com and order yours today. This show is also brought to you by Zazzle, where we feature various t-shirts and coffee mugs featuring our logo and catchphrases from our forum slogans. Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Uh, you're listening to the Fedora Chronicles radio show, and here I have a very special guest, our good friend Garrett from the, the LIDS table on the Fedora Chronicles Electric Speakeasy. Uh, Garrett, thank you for joining us. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me, Eric. We've wanted to do this for a while. We've talked about uh, doing this through John Penman, and finally the stars were all aligned, and here it is. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time. And obviously the first thing i got to ask you here, uh, you got to tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I was raised in the Oregon coast here. I'm an Oregon native, and... I spent most of my time here fishing with my old granddad, born in 1911, and he kind of generated through his stories and interests and, you know, style, uh, the interest that I would have for my whole life uh, pertaining to vintage anything, everything. And so from that early age, I really just had a passion for vintage clothing, style, movies was a big part of it too you know difference between a lot of grandparents uh i would go and there would be soap operas with my grandma was there when my grandpa was there you were watching a jimmy cagney or jimmy stewart flick now did he ever have any was there a lot a serious effort to try and indoctrinate you into the to the retrocentric lifestyle or is it just something that you just absorbed like a sponge no he never tried to peddle anything it was just me observing that lifestyle and as a little kid didn't pick up on it too much just the exposure yep. just the exposure was there later it developed into a personal taste or preference excellent now was he also a fedora wearer yes he was all of his life the obvious question is is that did he have a favorite brand was there one particular fedora of his that you have fond memories of he was a john b stetson nut so obviously that is how you got into fedoras yes now According to our good friend John, you have a vast collection of fedoras and other vintage hats. What can you tell us about them? Well, yeah, I wish John had come by a couple of years ago uh, because it was much more vast then. I've, I've had to sell probably about half or so of my collection now. Uh, used used to be in like the high 180s that I've had that many hats at one time and more over time that have exchanged through my hands. Uh these have been great learning tools, and I, I'm sad to have parted with, with many of them, but they all serve a purpose, and we're able to learn quite a bit from this. And I'd like to uh, you know, share or preserve and promote that as much as I can. You would like to promote hat collecting? Hat collecting, uh, because I think that's also you know, preserving and promoting history. So yeah, that's also what you're collecting. Through a material object, you're collecting an era. Absolutely. Now, um, 
I have never had any any success with buying hats off of eBay. And I was wondering, I mean, is like, is, is there a secret to this, or is there what, what's do you have any advice for somebody who is trying to buy a vintage hat off of eBay? Well, for the most part, I'd say it's pretty cut and dry. But I will say that a lot of gems have been found uh, through seller error. Most of the time, the seller is uneducated about what they're selling. So you have search terms that are that are off. If you're, in, I'll give Borsellino, the uh, famous Italian hatter, as an example, they would say Borsellino instead of Borsellino. So if you Try to think in terms of a five-year-old doing it or errors and doing different spellings. That will actually lead you to otherwise you wouldn't have found. Have there been any misadventures on your end when you've actually bought fedoras off of eBay? Uh, many. And a lot of those are the ones that end up getting sold uh, because they're not very forgiving with returns. Um, and that's that's a that's a difference between what I was talking about before being just miseducated and another one just being unable to measure accurately or correctly and... Uh, and I think a lot of times they don't like to admit the true condition of the hat, thinking it'll cost them the sale. So they will omit information such as that, blemishes, whatever. Uh, most of us vintage collectors, we don't care. Obviously, something that's been through 80 years is going to show it. Yep. Now, just purely hypothetical, let's say this like you did get one of these hats that were misrepresented or they were like in really bad shape and it's like you couldn't see that through the pictures. Everything is fine. Everything about the hat body itself is fine, but like the ribbon is faded or the liner is stained beyond uh, beyond repair and the sweat liners, like anything made out of leather that's exposed to anything like sweat or salt just dissolves over time. What would you suggest somebody do if they have one of these hats where the, the, the felt body itself was in good shape? Well, the felt is probably the most important part of it. A lot of times what you were talking about with wear and heat is also a big issue as far as leather sweats go. Uh, they will bleed. Nowadays we have technology to where modern hatters don't have to rely on dyes. They have a chemical reaction that changes the color of the felt, which is obviously preferable to uh, the earlier alternatives of dyeing it. Because it does bleed, like you're saying. If the integrity of felt is still decent, and you, you can use isopropylene alcohol or a naphtha bath, if not, send it to a hatter, see what they can do. Um, anything to try to save it. I have many hats where the sweats have come out, but because of the rarity of the hat, I'll just suck it up and keep it. Now, do you have a favorite hatter that you would send your felt body off to to get it reblocked or cleaned? Well, John is just a hop, skip, and a beat from my pad here in Portland, so that would be the first place to go. But I try to deal with it myself before bothering him to do it. Now, do you actually reblock some of your own hats? I don't reblock them. I will do like a little bit of ribbon work. I'll try to get some isopropylene alcohol. Naphtha in my apartment is obviously uh, not going to happen. Maybe if I try out there on the fire escape, I'll have to experiment with that. But uh, if it's a big job, send it to somebody. If it's something you think you can do, try it. If it's not going to work, well, search your options. How are vintage hats, or why are vintage hats, in many cases, so much better than the new hats that are being made today? Uh, well, one of the method, one of the reasons that we think they're so good now is because over time, the felt on these hats has died, so to speak. Um, in other words. If you were to take it out into the rain or try to steam it over the kettle, over your stove, it's not going to really shrink up on you. The, the time 
uh, the, the hat has been around has kind of taken over that. A lot of the older felts, you can put any crease in them you like. The What that is to say is that they mold much easier. They're easier to manipulate, much more malleable to the hands like clay. Um, different properties, different blends of cotton and rayon and even wood pulp back to the old grass green ribbon. Uh, that you're talking about back then. So some of the some of the elements were higher quality. Uh, some of the elements today are higher quality. It just depends on the felt manufacturer and then what the final hatter does with his, his or her finishing details. Which obviously will lead me to the, the next obvious question. How are modern hats better than the vintage hats that were made back then? Or is there is there a way that they're better? Um some of the hats that I've that I've gotten to hold from from my modern hatters, the felt is is much superior to some of the other felts, but you're dealing with different weights, so it's kind of unfair to compare them in that sense. And likewise, uh, vice versa, the weights are off. But I I really do like what modern hatters are able to get pounce wise out of a couple uh, particular felt manufacturers. It's just it's just incredible what they're able to achieve. And I think that's the difference between these old factory hats, these mass-produced factory hats like the John B. Stetson Company versus a handmade hat. And obviously that hat is going to be taken care of a little differently. What are you wearing uh, as far as hats are concerned this summer? This summer is a good straw summer. I've got a couple of vintage uh, Bergson straw Panamas that have that 30s, 20s Optimo bash. You'd see Carter wearing this stuff when he was exhuming King Tut. Uh, other than that, I've got some 40s champs on the on the docket, on the hat rotation, and a couple of really nice Milans made by uh, the Lee Company for Rogers and Pete. Wow, we've just pretty much touched upon everything that we wanted to talk about. One of the things I wanted to ask you while I have you here is this, like, I would love to be able to do a regular radio show with you, like, maybe once a month. And it was like, if that would be, if that would be possible and something that you'd actually enjoy doing, what kind of things would you like to talk about in the future? Oh, well, there's tons of stuff we could talk about. Um, names of manufacturers of the hats from the golden era. We could do a formal hat week where you discuss derbies, bowlers, Hombergs, top hats. Um, we could talk. We could do plenty of segments, different finishes, different edges, uh, origins of of felts, tons of stuff we can cover. So I, I would absolutely love to do more shows about this. Um, thank you for joining us, and I really look forward to more of your posts on the Fedora Chronicles Electric Speakeasy. And um, I can't wait to talk to you next month. Absolutely, thank you, sir. All right, thank you very much. Talk to you again, Gary. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What, what, what are these pictures here? Can you tell me what the pictures are that you just drew? No smoking. Get a happy face on your face. No getting sad. Have a house. No getting angry. Getting off to school. And no making real scary faces. Are you looking forward to just to school? Yes. What's the first thing you're going to do when you get to school? I'm have good manners and take off my fedora 